So as I said, it is so, it's so wonderful. Whether you're here today in person or online, beautiful to see everybody. And uh, as Greg said, happy Easter. And, um, you know, it's just so precious to be able to be together and to be encouraged and to encourage one another. So I really pray that today when we leave this place, we will just be so encouraged having just heard about our wonderful Lord, having um, just seen each other and um, just just take a moment to to just look around. Just look around right now, guys. This is this is family, right? And the beautiful thing is that that has not changed. Doesn't even a pandemic can't change God's love for us and the fact that He has brought us together as family. And it's a, it's just such a, a very precious thing um, to just encourage one another. So on this Easter Sunday, we're going to be um, talking about the God of love and our Prince of Peace. Now, I'm going to ask you to please just have some grace for me. The reason that I'm wearing sunglasses is because the the sun is shining (laughs) right directly into my eyes. And unfortunately, um, I get migraines that are triggered by intense light. So really, please just know I'm not trying to avoid eye contact. (laughs) I'm not trying to be separate from you in any way. My goodness, I think we've certainly had enough of that, right? But it's just uh, for for the sake of not wanting to trigger something like that. So I hope um, you're okay with that. Um, So I've titled today, God of Love, Prince of Peace. And um, if you've got your Bibles with you, if you can just look at 1 John 4, Verses 7 to 10. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, this is John writing, and he says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. I'm going to ask you today, you know, we celebrate Easter every year. We hear the Easter story, but I'm going to ask you to just ask the Holy Spirit who is here with us to give you fresh ears, to hear anew the truth of the life that God has made available to each and every person on this planet because of the Easter story. Don't allow yourself to sit here this morning and in any way be jaded or in any way say, I've heard it before. Because whenever I read the Easter story, I am literally by the end of it. Listen, I'm even talking and I'm like this. I'm in tears. Because of the magnitude of the love and the power and the grace and the mercy that God has poured out for mankind. I will never be able to take the story for granted. It, it literally uh, just renders me in tears every single time. And so if, if in any way you find yourself a little calloused around that story, ask the Holy Spirit to just show you anew the power and the promises that, that, that reside in this magnificent uh, truth. Listen to this. It says, God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved 
us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Isn't that just so beautiful? So we know that at the beginning of the year, I've mentioned this before, God asked me um, to use every opportunity that I was given to draw our attention to who he is. And so this year we've already had a chance to look at the fact that he is good. And we said that when we can't understand a particular situation, when we can't understand a difficult circumstance, when we can't trace his hand, we trust his heart. And then we secondly, we looked at the fact that God is faithful. We looked at the last time that his faithfulness is his consistent, ever-present um, presence and love and promise for us. He never changes. He is unswerving. He is constantly steady. He is completely reliable, and he will never be inconsistent with himself. So God is good, and he is faithful. But uh, the beautiful thing is that today, and really there is no more perfect day, I think, than on Easter Sunday to talk about the fact that today we are looking at God is love. And we're going to see that the result of that love is peace. And I just want to say to you, if you are here today or if you online are watching this, if you find yourself in this season in a place of constant anxiety, if you find yourself in a place of fear, it's not just a it's not just a state because of a particular circumstance, but it's almost become a trait in your life. It is just this constant anxious way of thinking that you can't shake. God wants to address that today because the result of him being the God of love is that peace is given to his children. And so this is what we're looking at. So if we just go and just look at that first passage that I just read out, I just want to draw out a couple of key things. First of all, that it is God that is love. And he has shown that love, how? By sending Jesus. Why did he send Jesus? It says that we might live through him, which means if we do not live through Jesus, we're not really living. Isn't that interesting? We're actually dead. We're dead, which means we're separated from God. We're separated from the actual source of life if we are not alive in Jesus Christ. And then um, it goes on and um, it defines what love is and it defines the source of that love. It says that love comes from God. He's the initiator of it. It's not that we loved him. It's that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So our beautiful God is the author and the initiator of love. We can only love because he loved first. Isn't that beautiful? And he made a way for us to receive this love and to come into this resulting love relationship. And he did it completely for free. He asked nothing of us. He did it all of his own volition and will. This is our God. So when we say God is love, what does that actually mean? Because there are a lot of definitions of love in this world today. So first of all, I want to state very clearly that when we say God is love, we do not mean that love is equal to God. Love is not equal to God. We 
what it means is that love is an essential attribute of who God is. We don't worship love. We worship God. Does that make sense? Our, our definition of love and what love is is so muddied in our world. It's really important that we as his children understand this. So love is not equal to God. It is an attribute of God. It's an essential attribute of God. In fact, um, God does everything as a result of the fact that he is loving. So his justice is loving, right? Even his judgment is loving. Everything about our God is loving. Everything he does is, is filtered through, is, is gloriously colored by the fact that he is love. Some very misguided people, you'll hear them say things like, well, if God is love, therefore love is God, and therefore all is love, and therefore all is God. <laughs> and you can just see, whoa, that's like a slippery slope way down to a very, very wrong place. So it, it's very, very important that we are very clear about what it means when Scripture says God is love. Nothing God has done or will ever do will be done separate from love. So there's this beautiful Hebrew word, and it's called chesed. All right? You can just feel the power in it as you say it, chesed. And um, the, the Greek word, the equivalent of that is agape, which I'm sure we've all heard. And it's usually translated as the loving kindness or the mercy or the steadfast or the unfailing faithful love of God. It's the chesed. And um, what it means is completely unsolicited, sacrificial, unconditional, all-encompassing love that only ever, only ever has the other party's best interests at heart. That's phenomenal. That's not just gushy love. That is an all-encompassing, wholehearted, I'm going to love you regardless of what your response is to me. That's the love that our Father has for us. And when the Bible says God is love, it's talking about that. God is loving you in the most unconditional, unselfish, unsolicited, all-encompassing way. And it will never stop. This is what he will always have as his posture towards us. So the loving kindness of God literally sets him apart from any other religion. Because um, he's the God who delights in being kind. He's the God who, who is loving in, to his creation. I don't know if you saw when we were worshiping, I opened my eyes and there was this little red squirrel darting around in the tree. And I'm like, I just love you, Lord. I love your humor. I love, I love your passion and your energy. I just, I love God's ideas. I'm looking at, <laughs> absolutely. I'm looking at, at every one of your faces, every one of you, you you're God's idea. It's just, it's so magnificent to think about that. He is beautiful and he is kind. And he is the God who offers forgiveness and salvation. There's no other God like this. There is um, a, a wonderful author who puts it this way. He says, the greatest surprise of the Bible is not that God is awesome or holy. Because he says these characteristics we would expect from a God. He says, the greatest surprise is that God is kind, that he is a God of chesed, 
of this unconditional, glorious, all-encompassing love. That is the greatest surprise. In, um, in Hebrew, and the, the reason that I'm reiterating this is that God just so wants us to get to grips with what this really means for us. In Hebrew, this word chesed is the strongest word they have in that language to describe an inseparable bond. When you put two, when two people or two things are, are bonded together in a way that they can never be separated again, it's chesed. So, so when we receive the, the chesed, the, the, that kind of love from God, he's inviting us into a covenant of love where we have an inseparable bond with him. We can never be separated from him. That's the sense that this word gives when the, when the biblical authors are using this word. Isn't that magnificent? This isn't just a, oh, I love you. This is a, we are inseparably like joined together and I've done it all from my side. Now you just come and enter into that. Isn't that magnificent? Absolutely beautiful. So if anyone wants to uh, catch my, my notes that are flying over there, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Linga. <laughs> that is so great. All right. So, Um, I just said in Romans 8, God demonstrates his love for us. This is what it says. God demonstrated his own chesed for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So what happens when human beings come into contact with this amazing love? When we come into contact with the loving kindness of our Lord, things change. You cannot stay the same when you encounter this kind of love. And the beautiful thing is that one of the results when we choose to receive this love is that we become brand new. And when we've been born again and when we've received this free gift of forgiveness for our sin debt and we've become children of God, we are in this inseparable bond, this covenant of love with Christ forever. So we can just see that God's loving kindness, it never fails, it always hopes, it always trusts, and it always perseveres. So here's, here's what Jesus says to us now. He says, as a result of this, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That word is agape. It's the, it's the as I have loved you with this unconditional, all-encompassing, inseparable, bonding, unbreakable, never-ending love, I want you to love each other in the exact same way. And the reason you can do that is because I've made you brand new. I've given you my ability to love in that way because I'll be with you. I will enable you to love this way. And, you know, I think much of the church today unfortunately, is known by um, what we oppose instead of by how we love. And I think God is calling us as a community and saying, will you be known by how you love? Because if you'll do that, then those that don't know me yet, they'll see my chesed. They'll understand this kind of love and they'll come to me and they'll be able to join in to my family. I'll be able to bring the lonely into family. 
will you be part of making that kind of love known and seen? Because the beautiful thing about any idea in the Hebrew language is that it is nothing until it is acted upon. And God's calling us as a community today. He's reminding us of how much he actually loves us. And he's saying, will you put that love into action amongst each other and then out into your sphere of influence? Because when you do that and when God can love through us, things are going to change, right? Uh, Bill Johnson says, when we know the steadfast, sacrificial love of God, when uh, we're in this covenant of love with God, we owe the world an encounter with Jesus. So very, very practically, friends, uh, what does this all mean? Okay, I mean, it's great to, to know the stuff and, and to, to understand it, but what does it actually mean? So say this with me. Say, what does this actually mean for me? <laughs> Okay, Okay. so now that you've asked that question, you're going to be responsible with the answer, <laughs> okay? We all are, right? Okay, but here's the beauty. We, we have this privilege, right, of God lays things before us, and then he invites us to come and live it. Isn't that amazing? We get to partner with this amazing God. So, as I said in the beginning, God today wants to speak to anxious hearts. Those of us who are living with ongoing anxiety, and fear. Because one of the results of living in this, this covenant of love with God is that we can find peace. Peace. If we carry on in the scripture that we first read in 1 John 4, now we're on verse 18. This is what John says. He says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and we know that jesus that's what we're celebrating today jesus has taken the punishment for us and instead he's exchanged it for his love for us in john 14 this is jesus speaking what did he say what's the thing he chose to leave with his disciples he said peace i leave with you my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Our world can only give fear. It's faith in the wrong kingdom. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. Do not be afraid. He's not condemning us when we are fearful and we are afraid. Instead, he's reminding us, that's not what I have for you to live in. And I have the power to change that. If you will come and be reminded of, of who I am and what I've done for you. In Philippians, um, we're told, don't be anxious for anything. Why? Because we are, right? So God wants us to know, I don't want you to live this way. Don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, with prayers and thanksgiving, present your requests to God and then what does he say? The peace of God will trans that transcends all understanding is going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He says, I've given you a spirit of love. It's the same one we're talking about. I've given you this amazing, powerful spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Now, I'm sure most of you probably know this, but I, I just I went to the um, 
the Canadian um, Addiction and Mental Health site, just to go and see if, if there were some, uh, you know, sort of updated statistics, just in terms of anxiety, depression, the things like that. And what I found, and these statistics are before the pandemic started. So um, most... Um, most specialists in this area are saying the statistics are actually way worse than this. But before the pandemic started, just in Canada, in any given year, okay, so no matter what the circumstances were, in any given year, one in five Canadians experiences mental health issues and challenges, most of which are anxiety-related. One in five. Um, the other statistic that really shocked me, it said by the time Canadians reach 40 years of age, one in two, 50% of our population will have had or will currently be experiencing mental illness. Again, most likely depression or anxiety. Our world needs Jesus. Our world, our community needs the Prince of Peace. We live in a world where the most common state for people is one of constant anxiety. And statistics say that it generally starts around the age of nine. But here's the good news. On the first Easter, when Jesus rose up, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he came back to life, right? Amen, Francois. And he appeared to his disciples. What was the first thing he said to them? What did he say to them? Peace be with you. It's the first words he chose to say out of anything he could have said. He has risen from the dead. Right? He is back again with them. And the very first thing he declares to them is peace be with you. We look at peace as the absence of something negative, right? We look at peace as, whew, the children are finally in bed. I can just enjoy some peace and quiet, right? Or we think about peace as, um, oh, I finally finished that work project that's been weighing on my mind. Now I can just enjoy a bit of peace. Or that difficult client has finally gone. <laughs> I can enjoy a bit of peace. Or that difficult family relationship. We seem to define it as the absence of something. But actually scripture defines it as the presence of someone. Peace is the presence of Jesus. Right? And we have him with us 24 hours a day. Because God the Holy Spirit is with us. And that's why Jesus promised that he would leave us peace. And that's why he is called the Prince of Peace. And that's why he says to his children, no matter what you're going through, you can be at peace. Receive my peace. Peace be with you. Peace is the result of his love. His love drives out that fear. It drives out anxiety. And it brings peace. It brings wholeness. It brings the ability to have his perspective in a situation. And so really, my friends, you, you've probably heard this all a thousand times. But the reason I'm holding it out before us today is because this is what God has asked. He's like, hold this 
in front of my children because I want you to know again that I am a God of love. You can trust me. You can trust me. I am good. I am faithful. I am love. And then I just wanted to say for you um, uh, watching online or here, if you don't know this God of love, I just want to tell you that he knows you. And Jesus knew you 2,000 years ago when he chose to go to the cross to pay for your sin debt so that you could come to know him. He knows you. And the beautiful thing is that you can enter into this inseparable bond of love and life with him because he's already forgiven you. And he'll call you into his family and he knows how to bring peace to your anxious mind. And he knows how to meet you where you're at. And he knows how to lead you into hope and into wholeness and into healing. And it will probably look different for every person. But Jesus treats us as individuals. He meets each one of us on exactly where we're at on the road. He demands nothing except that we would take him at his word and invite him in. If you do know him today, friends, then I just want to let you know that if you do find yourself in a daily place of anxiety, he is your Prince of Peace. And he just wants you to invite him into those anxious thoughts and the terror that grips you because he knows. He knows the result it's having on your body and on your mind. And he wants in because he has the power to bring about change. He has the power to heal. So I just want to encourage you, because peace is found in the presence of God, make time. Make time to be in his presence. Let him speak over you his peace and his love, and let him guard your heart and mind as he promises to do. Because, my friends, he is good, he is faithful, and he is the God of love. God is love. I would love us to... We can't, we can't minister to each other in this setting. But um, what we can do is we can just take a moment and write where we are. Just don't, don't move around. Just write where you are. Let's just end off by taking some time and just allowing the Holy Spirit to just bring the revelation of his love and of his peace. So let's just, let's just do that now. Let's just close your eyes if you need to. But just receive the peace of God. Just receive the truth that He loves you. And that you have nothing to fear because you are His. He has done it all. He can make a way in every circumstance. You do not have to fear if you will allow him to be the one that is in control and is overwhelming your life so that nothing else will ever overwhelm you. Lord, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation for us. I pray for every person listening online as well, Lord. A spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better. 
that, Lord, we would have an absolute revelation of how much you love us and of what this love looks like, Lord. And, Lord, I speak your peace over every one of us here and over every person watching online. I say in Jesus' mighty name, peace be with you. Anxious hearts and minds, be still in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you that we can gather on this absolutely glorious day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can be together. But thank you, Lord, that no matter proximity, we are always together, Lord, because we're united in you and you are always with each one of us. We just thank you that you have walked us through a difficult season, Lord. You have been so faithful to us. And Father, we ask that you would make us bold, just like the early Christians prayed. That we would be so filled with a, a boldness and a zeal and a passion, Lord, because of what you've done. That we would choose to relentlessly, Lord, love those that are in our sphere of influence, that they may come to know you as well. Make us bold, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, that we do all of this in your peace and in your rest, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So friends, have a, a blessed and a wonderful Easter celebrating. And I really just encourage you, take some time, read the Easter story, and let God just saturate you with his love and with his peace. Have a fantastic day. Well, it's, it's so wonderful having everyone here this morning. Thank you for being here. Um, you know, most important thing about this morning, look around you. It's all of you. You know, obviously Jesus. But us gathering here this morning, we're not gathering here. It's great that we can worship. It's great that we can hear a message. But the most important thing is each other. And may we never forget that. You know, in this time where we've been isolated for a long time, so thankful that we can get together today. We also have for the kids and anyone that's a kid at heart that wants to take one, some little chocolates. So uh, please wander over. Shamal is over here at the side. So please grab some uh, before you before you go today. We're not going to we can't have, quote unquote, social gathering. But, you know, if you're we, we um, we're not going to throw you off. Just keep space between each other okay let's yeah keep, let's let's not get in trouble for gathering we can't put out food or coffee or the things along those lines but if you're if you're chatting to each other you know we haven't seen each other in a long time we're certainly not going to just shoo you away okay so thank you you know and we trust that we're going to be able to do this every sunday moving forward obviously temperature if it's like four degrees out here no one wants to be out here but we'll also keep the service at 11 because the difference between 9 a.m 10 a.m and 11 a.m is drastic at this time of year so for at least the month of april probably into may we'll keep it at 11 so it's comfortable for us out here as we're outside but we're just thankful that we can guys please just one thing 
you know, in this time, and I'm guilty of it. It's so easy to complain about our leaders at this point in time, government officials and the flip-flopping and all these kind of things that are going on. I just felt God saying to me, and I just want to encourage us now more than ever, let's be praying for our leaders, you know, so that they would have wisdom and strategy to lead us into the next few months, but, you know, to get us through this tail end of this time safely. Okay, so keep them in prayer and uh, have an amazing, amazing Sunday. Take care.